I serve female entrepreneurs, professional women, and online business owners at the intersection of health and beauty. That is what I love to do. I help them do things on the outside that make them feel beautiful and confident, and then I teach them things to help the inside so that they eventually glow from the inside out and they look radiant when they're on camera. And if you would love the ultimate guide, a simple one-page checklist, but the ultimate guide of all of the things you should do before you have a photo shoot or you're getting ready to record video or you have to go on video to promote yourself or your business, I linked that guide in the show notes. So be sure to go there and grab it now. Welcome to Fierce Fit Feminine and Other F-Words, a place where women come to learn how to improve their health, beauty, body language, and communication. I'm Christine Brunelli, and I'm your host, and today we're going to talk about self-love. Okay, it is talked about a lot. I get it. It's almost cliche. Self-love isn't selfish, and it's not, but we're not going to talk about that so much. We're going to talk about how it feels when we're in love, like when we fall in love with another human being, nothing else rocks us, right? That feeling like, you know, there could be an earthquake, but we're happy. We're in love. Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, what if we could capture that same feeling in love with ourselves, so we don't need to depend on love with another human being to not allow circumstances and everything else to rock us? Think you can go with me on this one? Let's try it. Let's get started. There is definitely a difference between true, deep, seasoned love and butterflies falling in love, right? And you know the difference. If you've been in any form of long-term relationship, you know that, you know, the polish and the shine and the novelty of that relationship wears away. And after a while, you start to see that person's flaws and what attracted you starts to (laughs) repel you and all of that. And you work through those things and say, you know what? I made a commitment and we're going to push through because I'm not perfect either. And then you develop this deep, deep love and appreciation for who that person is. But in the beginning, that person was on a pedestal. I mean, you know, they make you feel incredible. Uh, They, they have you on cloud nine, right? You, you're so happy. Nothing in the world bothers you when you're falling in love, right? That whole feeling of being captured and captivated by someone, that butterfly falling in love feeling, all the way to the seasoned love feeling is the same kind of journey when you have self-love. You don't fall in love with yourself with the butterflies kind of in the same way as you do with another person. But when the blinders come off your eyes, when the scales fall off of your eyes and you realize, oh my gosh, I have been living for the validation of other people. I've been putting everyone else first except what I want. And then you step out into your power, you set boundaries, and you start living a life you love. You kind of do get that giddy feeling. That's the beginning of self-love where you learn how to say no, a complete sentence. (laughs) You learn that and you're like, no, that's not what I want to do. And you say, no, I'm not going to tolerate this. And you start saying, I really love these things and I haven't done it enough in the last 10, 20 years. I'm going to add that back into my life. That initial feeling is similar to falling in love with another human being. And 
it's the hardest step to get to is self-love. That first step of getting to the point of realization that we haven't loved ourselves enough. But then as we grow in our self-love journey and we start experiencing that, oh, yeah, I do love myself, but I don't like that, that part so much. That happens too. Just like when you're in a long-term relationship with another person, you really start to self-examine and say, well, I'll give you an example. I was in a relationship with someone that was clinically narcissistic. And, you know, the person just made me question my sanity and all of these things. It was a friendship. And I started to question, well, am I a narcissist? (laughs) You know, and you really self-examine. And then you think, well, there are some things that might seem narcissistic. And then you realize, no, I'm not the narcissist. I'm just practicing self-care. But I do have these traits that I'm not so proud of. And they could be better. And you really can take a walk through, oh, I thought this was great about you, but maybe we could dial it in a little bit more this direction because that would be even better. That is the self-love journey. The ultimate end of the self-love journey isn't really a final destination, but it is peace. It is peace surrounding your mind and and your people that you surround yourself with because you are 100% authentic to self and you abide in joy. That's it. And if you've ever met someone that lives there, you know what I'm talking about. And maybe that seems like something so foreign to you because you have kids screaming in the background. You have to run a million different directions. I've been there, done that, I know. And I was not in my self-love journey at all in that phase of my life. And I wish I would have been. I wish someone would have stopped me and said, hey, let's just take a couple hours and go to lunch. I want to talk to you. That's what today's episode is all about. And I want you to get real with yourself. So this is not going to be a long episode, but it's going to be deep. So prepare yourself because I want you to come away with it in a place of self-reflection. So we want to harness that energy of falling in love, that feeling of falling in love with another human being. I want you to harness that for you because I want you to get to a point where you feel that same Anything could happen in the world. It's not going to rock me because I'm good. Okay, so first let's identify what is self-love. And you've heard a zillion different definitions out there. If you're living under a rock, maybe not. But this is kind of like the sexy buzzword right now. It has been for a couple years. And I just want to take a little time to define it. Self-love really is appreciation for oneself. Appreciation. When you appreciate something, you take care of it. So I want you to just start right here. What do you like about yourself? Ooh, that's a tough one for some of us, right? I mean, I remember being asked this question and the first place my mind went because I struggled with body dysmorphia was physical body. <laughs> and so I, I would think I like my wrists because they're small. That's not what I'm asking you. We're taking body out of it because a lot of our self-hatred comes from size I, we're going to go deeper than that. Let's just take the body out of the out of the equation. Who are you? Even if you were in a perfect, in your mind, perfect 10 body, who are you inside? What do you like about who you are? That's what I want you to think about. Now, if you can't find one thing, if you really don't like who you are, then we have other work to discuss, but I'll bet you can find at least one. 
I'll, I'll prompt you. Generosity, compassion, sense of humor, kindness, integrity, um, you know, you're a good friend, something about you, find a quality that you really like, not your skill, just a quality, a core value. And usually those core values, you gift them to people. You don't hold them to yourself. You give that to someone. So if you're a generous person, you're generous with your time or you're generous with your resources. If you're a compassionate person, you're probably a great listener. You're someone who is always there. Uh, If you are a good friend, you show up for your friends. You are someone that speaks truth, but you're also there for them no matter what. How are you blessing the people around you with this quality that you like? I want you to think about that. Have you used it? I'm almost sure you have. This is the beginning of your realization of who you are in this world, right? I want you to really appreciate it because not everyone has the same gift. We are not meant to. We don't all have the same levels of generosity, compassion, integrity. I mean, it would be utopia if we did, and that's just not the world we live in. You're unique and special and gifted. You are. And I want you to find the thing that makes you unique and special that you're proud of. That's the beginning of self-love. That's the beginning of realizing, wow, I was like this when I was like eight years old. I still have it. That's the realization of who you are. Now, have you buried it? Have you put all of you on the back burner or half of you on the back burner because you are serving something else, someone else's goals, someone else's needs, and put them before your own? That's why self-love and self-care have been so sexy lately because as women, we're, we naturally do this. We're nurturers, right? Uh, we're, we're designed to give life, to birth life into the world, and we're designed to take care of that life. And that even means at the own detriment of our own health, lack of sleep, lack of good nutrition, (laughs) lack of, you know, because of lack of sleep, we don't get the exercise. We just keep putting ourselves behind because we're taking care of these little ones. Or maybe you're the career person who never had kids and you just put yourself out there because you are starting your own business and that's your baby. Or your boss is demanding and you're giving, 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 and you haven't taken care of who that person is that you really like inside. One of my qualities that I really like about myself is positivity. I can I can just lighten the mood. I have this thing where I feel like I see the glass half full and I because I'm happy I have the glass. Does that make sense? I see a situation, I see the silver lining in situations. I always look to what can I learn from this? I always have. That's not something everybody has. But another one of my traits that I love is my sense of wanderlust. I love to experience things, places, travel for the first time. And it doesn't necessarily have to be on an airplane, although that's my favorite. Well, my positivity didn't get buried so much. I was positive in the thick of it before anyone got a hold of me and said, hey, you need to start taking care of you. By the way, that happened in therapy. I didn't do this on by myself. I wish I had a podcast to help me, <laughs> but it happened in therapy. And the positivity was there. And they're like, you're such a positive person. How can you not be living for what makes you feel alive? So 
my wanderlust was awakened and I would do it in small ways eventually to bigger ways. And I made it happen. I would start doing, I would love to go driving. I love, I like road trips, not like from one state to another, but I have a convertible and you know what? I would just drive for maybe a two hour drive with the top down on a nice day, turn the music up, not be on a phone, not be connected to anyone. It just fed my soul. That wanderlust felt fed. I would find a place I'd never been and I would drive. And then that turned into, oh my gosh, that felt so good. I'm going to go, I'm going to book a trip and I'm going to go to LA. I live in Seattle, so it wasn't too far. And then it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I found a way to get contracted with resorts so that I could go teach dance fitness classes. And then I was going three times a year and I felt like a kid in a candy store. That feeling of falling in love with my life would have never happened had someone not said, what about you is buried right now? What about you do you love? What, what is it? And if you can't see it, I'm going to point it out to you. That's why I gave you some prompts. Then what is it that you're not doing to make yourself feel like that happy, childlike joy? And I started in baby steps and I found myself giddy in airports. You know, airports can be stressful. I'm giddy. I'm like, I'm doing something I really love. And it's just a nudge that you need to discover what is it that you've buried? What have you put off? Where are you not being authentic to self, taking care of self? Now, if you don't have the resources to do everything you want to do, get resourceful to get close to it. Take a step forward toward it. Do something that is similar, that helps you move in that direction, and you will begin to feel it. Now, why is this important? Because when we get to that point, we've harnessed that in love energy. We're living a life we love. When we're living a life we love, guess what? We're more productive. We're better friends. We're better spouses. We're better bosses. We're better coworkers. We're more creative. That's what I want you to harness. So where are you? What have you buried? What do we need to resurrect so that you can be better in all those areas of your life? Now, how do we take simple steps? Now, these are things you may know. I I went deep first, and now I'm going to go a little easier. Deep is what do you like about yourself? What is that quality? Start, Start some appreciation. The next step is what have you buried? And then how are we going to get that resurrected so that you can feel that childlike sense of adventure and joy. Now let's take some simple steps. Let's review them of what you can do just to give yourself some nurture and care. And it looks different for everybody. Not everybody likes bubble baths. Bubble baths, candles, red wine, that doesn't do it for some women. They just don't like sitting in a boat of water. (laughs) Okay. It looks different, but let's talk about what some self-care self-love tips are. Okay. Are you ready? Here we go. Speaking kindly to yourself. Oh, I came out swinging. Yes, because we self-deprecate. And if you're not a comedian on stage, you know, self-deprecation on stage as a comedian, that's funny because we all do it. But in real life, not so funny. And I'm going to share an experience with someone that was very close to me. Um, She left her purse at a restaurant. It was with a group of people, uh, five or six of us, and we were eating outside and she set her purse down on a picnic table, like underneath her, 
on the bench. And we got in the car, went to drive away, probably in the car 20 minutes away from the restaurant where we were eating outside. And it was like a little outdoor restaurant type thing. And went to grab something out of her purse and it wasn't there. The reaction she had was stress, which of course we would all have. We have our money, our wallet, our phone, you know, everything is in our purse. But the words she used were not words of self-love. It was so evident that she, I mean, I could see it. Like I was, had the airplane bird's eye view. Oh my God, I'm so stupid. I'm, how could I have done this? Oh, I'm so dumb. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I ruined the whole day. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh. I'm so stupid. That talk, if it's in your life, has to stop now. Now. Instead of apologizing and talking yourself down, say, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. We need to turn around. Thank you so much as they're turning around. I I so appreciate this. I just had a moment. I left my purse. Done. Done. You don't need to beat yourself up over it. One, all you're doing is bringing more attention to yourself, right? All you're doing is asking for them to validate you and say it's okay and you're not dumb. That's what it is. At the root, saying, I'm so stupid, I can't believe I did this. Or, you know, I, I'm so forgetful. I, oh my gosh. All you're doing is telling your brain that you're forgetful, dumb, and stupid, which by the way, what you say out loud, your body and brain believe. So you're reinforcing negative belief and self-hatred, but you're also making yourself the center of attention and you're asking whoever is listening to validate you and, and make you feel better about your situation and say, oh no, it's okay. No, it's not. Someone that abides in self-love does not speak to themselves like this. They do not need external validation. All they do is acknowledge a mistake they made and thank people for accommodating them to fix it. Thank you so much for your patience. I'm, you know, if you're late, I'm so sorry I'm late. Thank you for your patience. Not, oh my gosh, and go through a litany of reasons or self-deprecate of why you're late and all the blame and all that stuff. No. Thank you so much for your patience. I appreciate you. Not, oh, I'm such a terrible person. I can't get here on time. Change the story. Change the self-talk. No more negative self-talk. That is out of the gate. My girl, you have to stop that. Second one, be true to you. Now that seems like a no-brainer, but how often do you get in a car and they say, which restaurant do you want to go to? And you say, I don't care. And then they say a restaurant that you really hate and you go along with it because you're afraid to speak up. You're a people pleaser. Okay. No more people pleasing. None of that. Self-love means you advocate for yourself. If you hate Mexican food, Don't say you'll go because everybody else wants Mexican food, right? At least, at least voice your opinion in a way that says, well, that's not my favorite kind of food. Let's take a look at the menu and see if, you know, there's something I can eat there or you're not being a pain. You're advocating for yourself, right? Anybody that doesn't speak up for themselves, they just go with the flow. You're not being kind. You're not. You're being a doormat. Ooh. I just said that. 
I said it because I used to be it. So I see it. I know it. And now, not anymore. I will make the decision. Usually I did anyway, unless I was with certain people that had really, really strong alpha energy. But I would tend to just go with the flow with them, even if I didn't want to. Now, nope. I take the lead. And I say, okay, these are our choices. Top three, which ones? And we'll go. But I'll advocate for myself. I'll speak up. I'm not going to do something just to make someone else happy to keep the peace. That's people pleasing, to keep the peace. People pleasing because we love to bless people. We love that. It genuinely makes us happy. That's okay. People pleasing because we don't want to make waves because we feel like, oh, I I just, I don't want anybody else to accommodate me because, you know, there's six of us and I'm only one. Uh Uh-uh. No, that's got to stop. Start advocating for yourself. Stop people pleasing. Be true to you. Ooh, these are good. Okay, these next few I'm going to fly through because they're not quite as deep, but they're important. Definitely move your body 10 minutes a day. That is a form of self-love. And I don't mean regular activities of daily living like walking upstairs, downstairs, and, you know, unloading groceries. That doesn't count. I mean 10 minutes of intentional movement. Doesn't have to be intense. It has to be intentional. Walk 10 minutes. Stretch 10 minutes. Even if you're talking, you know, or watching a Netflix show, get on the floor, stretch, move your body, start pedaling your legs, do a few yoga poses, do something. It generates blood flow through the body. It pumps the lymphatic system. It is good for you. Then you also know to eat healthy, but let yourself indulge sometimes. This is what we only get one life, right? And eating healthy helps promote uh, longevity and we get to live longer. But if you love cheesecake, my friend, have some cheesecake. Give yourself the grace to experience things that make you happy. But if those things that make you happy are ripping you of good health, good sleep, healthy cardiovascular, healthy size, healthy, you know, lipid levels in your blood, then you don't want to overdo those things. You want to overdo the things that make your body work at its ultimate best, but indulge in those things every now and then. Here's the other thing. Give yourself grace. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself when you slip up sometimes. This is a hard one, but if you allow yourself to make mistakes then you won't have all that negative self-talk after. Go, oh, I messed that one up. Someone who abides in self-love practices that form of self-care where they go, yeah, I, I gave in to everything today. I didn't live a day I wanted to do. This is not anything of how I imagined the day to go. Okay, live and learn and move on. Don't sit and dwell on things where you feel like you messed up. Forgive yourself. Here's the final one I want to give you. And there's a whole bunch out there. These are, these are just scratching the surface. But one that really took me time to develop and learn, and you might be really good at it, is trust your gut. There is nothing more powerful than female intuition. Now, some of us might call that Holy Spirit. Some of us might call that the universe or, or you know, whatever, sense of being or, you know, guardian angels, whatever you want to call it. But you know the gut feeling thing. You know intuition. When something feels wrong, it usually is. 
If something feels off, trust it. Trust your gut. And that means in your relationships, that means with your kids, that means in your job, that means in everything you encounter, trust your gut. Because you were born with this internal navigation system and the world, as we grow up, diminishes it. It throws water on it. It shuts us down because we try to think with our logical brain. But that intuition you have, ooh, when you dial into it and you follow it, you're going, that's your North Star. You're going to be right on. Now, how do you know the difference between intuition and not intuition is if it's fear-based. If you're feeling something, let me pick the simplest scenario that everyone can relate to. You're in a relationship and you think he's cheating on you. Okay. Well, is it a fear? Like, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Is he cheating on me? Or is it, that doesn't seem right. The, oh my God, oh my God is fear, not intuition. The check of, huh, that doesn't seem right. That's intuition. That's the difference. Intuitive thoughts are not fear-based. Trust that female intuition, my girl, because it is powerful. Okay, so all of this to circle back to loving yourself, because when you start to harness the energy of self-love and you're falling that whole, oh my gosh, life is amazing. I love it. And then you go through the journey of, oh, this isn't such an amazing thing about me. I'm going to fix it. Then you get to peace. You are going to be a better boss, a better business owner, a better parent, a better partner, a better daughter, a better everything. It makes you a better person and everything about us to, to enjoy this world comes from change within, not changing the outside. Don't try to change the other, the other people. You can't change other people. You can change you and you can make yourself a place where you are happy living. That's all I have for you today. Thanks for being here. Did you enjoy this episode? If so, it would be an amazing gift to me if you would hit a star on the reviewer. Just give me a a review to let me know that you're enjoying it. You don't have to write a review unless you feel inclined, but that is a gift to all podcasters to know and get feedback of how much you're enjoying the show. If you're not subscribed, hit subscribe so that you get notified for the next episode. And until then, have a fierce fit feminine and fabulous day.